Come join Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, where we talk about all things consignment. Hey, ladies. Hi. How are y'all today? Great. How about you? I'm doing good. Y'all, we're on episode 23. We just keep climbing up that ladder. Because we always keep track of it. So (laughs) much to talk about. So much to talk about. So today, we're going to talk about how to acquire inventory. This is something we've touched on many times in different episodes along the way, but we're going to get deep and dirty in this. But we're going to start you with a little word of caution here, and that is tread lightly when you start this, because once those floodgates open, it's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. It, it just is. is. It becomes an avalanche really fast. Yeah. It, yes, it can become an avalanche really fast. I know people get very nervous when they first start. They think, oh my gosh, where's it coming from? But trust, it comes. Yes. <laughs> so absolutely. just that's our little word of caution to get started. Um, and I think there are two natural kind of divisions in getting your inventory in the consignment business and in reselling business. And in, in my mind, you have the you know, the, the building your consigner base, which mm-hmm. is really what consignment is about, um, but we're definitely seeing a trend too with, with the other half of that of sourcing. So we're going to break this down into two segments today. So we're going to start first and talk about how to build your consigner base to get those people bringing their items to you. So ladies, let's discuss ways for people to get started and we'll start at the bottom and we'll move ourselves up. So you just decided you're gonna do this. We all are on the same page. Where did we start? Your own stuff. (laughs) In your house. In your house, house, because that is where we all started. Yeah. I think the statistic is like, everybody has about $3,000 worth of inventory just sitting around their house unused. That's the average. Uh, You may have more, you may have a little less, but trust there's stuff there. (laughs) Always. Lots of people think off the top of their head, they're like, oh no, I don't have anything to sell. But you do, you're just going to take another look at it. Do you really need it? (laughs) Yeah. And I always say that that's a really good place to start because the other thing you can do is you can put, set yourself up as a consigner. Take those items through the process of consigning, of paying out a commission, of, and it kind of lets you debug your system to see if there's anything you're missing or something you would like to do differently before you take on somebody else's stuff. So definitely treat yourself as a consigner and start putting it through the paces. Make sure your spreadsheet is, you're comfortable with what you're tracking, mm-hmm. um, you know, and how you're doing your payouts. Make sure you're, you know, your, your structure is, is sound and good and you have a great foundation. It's an awesome way to do it without any risk of like somebody coming back to you and going, wait, what did you do? <laughs> I think the other good thing, which we've mentioned before, and Tiffany's talked about when she first started the issues with shipping items and you lose so much money because you're just learning about how to price items, how to research them to find their right market value and what's selling. And in the beginning, you have a lot of mistakes, whether it's that your weight was off, you didn't understand how much packing material it was going to take or what kind of box, you're going to make some mistakes. If you make them with your own items, 
that's the best way to learn because you're the only one feeling that it's not a consigner that you're having to, you know, handle because you had an, uh, oh, so, so we I mean, go through I our still own- have uh-ohs with shipping everyone. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, and I do take it out of my earnings. Like if I make a mistake, which like, I don't pass that along to the consigner. I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna, it's just yeah. the way we roll. Don't beat yourself so, up. So, <laughs> you know, you got things too that get you back in your stuff, like Tiffany's in the process of moving. So that, you know, it allows you to do that. I, I like to pick a section of my house sometimes and just say, okay, I'm, I'm doing a closet clean out. Tiffany, you posted a video not long ago of a closet clean out. I did. Right. When you did a closet clean out, you go through your things, pick a room and go, okay, I'm going to declutter this room, you know, go right. through it. And, and I can not a huge box of stuff to sell. Yeah. And then you feel so good after not only do you have product to sell, but whoo, how much lighter do you feel when you're in that room or that closet? Right. So we've done that and we've gone through our stuff. What's the next step? Family, (laughs) family and friends. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just as soon as you tell people that you're selling on eBay or wherever it is, they will say, oh, can you sell for me? I mean, they're going to ask you before you ask them. I mean, it's just, it happens. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way because you can, you know, try things out with them, but you have to make sure that they understand the rules and they don't take advantage of you and that, that, that you are earning a fee, you know, by doing this and things like that. All right. Yeah. I mean, it can be a little touchy with family sometimes. So you really have to set your consignment terms up front, explain to them what you're doing and make sure they're comfortable with it. Cause you don't want any, you know, <laughs> any friction or trouble there. Right. Because that yeah. can and will happen also. Yes, it will. So, you know, one of the things I know we had mentioned as you're starting this process and you're getting yourself kind of lined up with your items and kind of reaching out to family, um, there's another good business idea that I think we all have that you put in there as you're starting to pull in your items mm-hmm. in the early stages. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely um, get that f- Facebook business page up and running. Just have it there so you can establish yourself. When those friends and family are consigning, um, have them give you feedback on the page. Just, you know, just get it started. And that way, when you are branching out with your consigner base, you have something to show people. Look, I am, you know, I do take consignments. I've been doing this for a little bit. It just gives them a level of comfort and you a level of credibility that you wouldn't have otherwise. It's it it does something. I like to use the example like when I first went online, I had I had a new consigner, and I this at this point I was doing um, pickups. It was before pre COVID. I was doing pickups and she had just Googled my business. Like she didn't know anything about me, but she, all right, she wanted me to come and do a pickup and register her. And when I got to her home, she had said, she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, I just looked up your business. Wow. You're really legit. This is amazing. I can't believe this. And she was like, so it like gave me credibility because sometimes when you're online, that's a little harder to establish. So I, just a little, <laughs> little personal story about how that how that works. So I think that's a really good place where you just set that up. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just have it. Oh, well, and also the Facebook business page can expand you from your close circle of friends to your more acquaintances that 
you know, that sees something pop up on Facebook. And so it expands, you know, the reach of the, of that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Good point. Definitely. Absolutely. Some other suggestions from the ground up from you ladies. Well, um, I, I think the next natural thing is word of mouth and the Facebook page, like Tiffany said, kind of builds on your acquaintances and um, kind of expands your circle. So it's, it's going to happen. Um, I always, you know, people have asked, you know, could I put a, and we know people that have put a Facebook ad out or a next door app looking for inventory. So if you really feel stuck that you're not getting inventory, I can't imagine that happening, but <laughs> um, you may want to put an, an ad out just saying, you know, here's my business. I'm looking for, I, you know, I'm now accepting new consigners, you know, be very careful about your phrasing. I'm now accepting new consigners. And uh, Molly, you had a really good point when you put this ad out. Yeah, I would recommend being very specific because you could have hundreds of people coming to you because everybody's got stuff. We live in America, people. We got a ton of stuff. <laughs> but I think you should be very specific. Like sometimes I like I would put a limit. Like I am looking for 10 new consigners to join my business, my consignment business. Or I have 10 openings for new consigners. I am looking for items that range from whatever brand to, you know, and be specific of what you're looking for. If you don't want to sell Old Navy, you want them to know that. You know, if you don't care or you're only doing home goods or you're only doing clothing, just make sure whatever you put out to the public, as specific as you can be, will save you a lot of headache and disappointments for other people down the line. If they get excited, they call you, but, you know, they have nothing that you're willing to sell. So I would do your research and be set before you put it out there. So a funny, funny story. When I first got my, uh, well, no, I don't know. It's funny, but anyway, <laughs> when I first got, when my friend first had me start selling stuff for her, my first, you know, consignment, um, that was going so well. I looked at my husband and I was like, you know, I could do this. Cause at first I was just selling my own stuff. You know, I was like, I could do this as a business. This could really, mm-hmm. be, this was the start of the business. So I created an ad, a graphic for an ad that was, I was going to put on Facebook and advertise, you know, for people to bring me their stuff. I've never put that ad out. Never. Cause I never needed to. Right. I, I don't have to advertise and people get, keep right. coming and I still have so much. Yeah. I think a good place where people will need it is if you relocate to, you know, your husband's job, like me, brings me to a new city five years ago where I didn't know anybody. Um, I have family two hours to four hours, you know, that, you know, like we say, they always have some things for me, (laughs) but to build, moving here and not knowing anybody, um, that's where the, the online ads really come in hand. If you live in a community you've been established in as a community person, obviously, it'll happen quick. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's your word of caution, Molly. <laughs> back, back to the word of caution. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and specific. I mean, I, in the beginning, like that was my main question was like, how am I going to get inventory? And I think a lot of people that are just starting have that. That's why we're doing this. Absolutely. Episode. Yeah. They worry Absolutely. about it. Yeah. yeah. It, comes, I mean, it comes. It just comes. 
you're starting a business based on that inventory. So, you know, you don't know. And it, I, I think it is very nerve wracking, but trust, we are three different people telling you, trust us. (laughs) There are other things you can spend your time worrying about. (laughs) It will, it will come. Um, So I think that Another place to move beyond, these are the good ways to get your actual consigners in. We've had a lot of great ideas. I think word of mouth, that business Facebook page is huge um, because you'll have friends that'll share the page and invite people to like the page. And as they see you posting, they're going to message you and say, I gotta, whatever in my garage, will you take it? Um, I think those are great ideas for building your consigner base. Um, I've noticed a lot in the industry, there's a blend of, and we've done episodes on this, blending the consignment versus kind of the reseller aspect of it, which means that there are people like me who love having consigners, but I also love to source inventory. Um, Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing about having consigners is you're not putting any money out. That inventory is coming to you. So it is very cost effective to start a business with consigners. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if you decide to source like I do, (laughs) you know, you're putting your money out to source and find items um, that you can then turn around and resell. So I do a mixture of both because I'm a shopaholic and I don't have to shop for me. Let's not get this twisted. It's not about me. (laughs) I just like to shop. I love shopping for everybody. It makes it fun. So we're going to share now some ideas of other ways to source your inventory outside of building a consignment base. Mm -hmm. So before we do that, we talked about this before and I actually did this. And if you guys have other stories to share, please do. One of our other things aside from your business page on Facebook is to recommend you get a business card, you know, grab, make yourself a business card, make sure there's contact information on that business card for all reasons. I mean, you want it even if you're only doing consignment, but if you go out and start to source, you want it also, you're going to be able to use it in consignment. And there are certain ways, Libby, as we're talking and Tiffany, y'all can add in ways that with consigners, you've used your business card to build your base, but also with sourcing, um, you use it. If you go to, like I do, estate sales and yard sales, mm-hmm. make sure you have a business card on you because I had a wonderful post on the Nextdoor app of somebody having a yard sale a couple of months back. And the stuff, I was like, there's something going on here so, because they had a lot of like new stuff. And mm-hmm. so I sent the woman a message ahead of time and she was so nice. And when I went in there, I was very upfront and honest with who I am and what I do. And I gave her our business card and said, you know, I'm, I'd like to bulk purchase some of these items. However, if any of this is left over at the end, please call me. Yeah. You know, and one of the people that she was doing this for was a friend who actually owns a business that that's what he does. He goes in and helps people clear out and take stuff to the junkyard and clear stuff out. So I said, will you please pass a business card on to him? Because if he's ever wanting to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of really good consigners that way. A lot of it, like just, you know, going around or, you know, a couple of times I was actually, I, I, we do auctions in my family. We like auctions a lot. Um, 
and, and people will ask me and I'll have my card on me. And, you know, in that circle, there's often a lot of people that are watching their items auctioned off or they're, you know, hosting a yard sale and they're kind of stuck. They don't know what their options are. And they're just like so grateful that you, you know, give them that card and they have that option. I can't, I can't even, I can't even tell you how many times somebody has called me like, and it's usually like a month or two later. It's not usually directly after like a month or two later, I'll just get a call out of the blue and, um, you know, they're interested in the service and they've become my consigners. Yeah. yeah. Where did you meet? This has taken me back to the gentleman um, who would, this was years ago when we were in the storefront, buy the um, storage bins. He would auction storage bins and then bring stuff out of the bin yeah. for us and sign it. How Was that do you remember how you connected with him? That just came to oh my, my mind. Gosh, I, I, he was a great contact. Where he came from. <laughs> so there's a show, right, that they do on TV. Is it HGTV or one of them where they do the storage wars and they bid on the storage units? And there are people who literally that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them do it for specific items and then they don't know what to do with the other items. So there's another reason to have a card and. Mm-hmm. Try to connect with people like that because this guy would have a truck, a box truck would show oh, up. You remember that giant box truck and not a little box truck. It was a giant <laughs> box truck would pull up to the front of the store and he would consign just a ton of really different, mm-hmm. you know, furniture, all kinds of things. So, yeah, you never fun. knew. Yeah. The one time we got in, how many like 50 chairs? Yes. Do you remember that? We I had remember, this- yes, because I did the big chair display. Yeah, <laughs> for fifty chairs. <laughs> it was it was a little nuts. Different kinds. I mean, different oh, styles, like random mm-hmm. pieces, like two of oh, this style, beautiful. one of this, seven of that style. <laughs> they were beautiful chairs. They were beautiful. Yeah, they were. It was a, a chair a palooza. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, and I often hear on, um, you know, podcasts, you know, Pure Hustle. I, you know, just. <laughs> We always have to the guys here, but um, they talk a lot about, you know, it's awkward when you, you know, are going somewhere, maybe to a yard sale or a thrift store or you're, you know, you're sourcing inventory, maybe you're on your phone and it's kind of a toss up about whether you want to be, you know, honest about that or whether you want to kind of, you know, hang I don't want to say be dishonest, but kind of hang back a little bit and not make it obvious what you're doing. Um, I'm honest. Yeah. I mean, my conclusion, like some people, they, they, they try to hide it or they're now my conclusion on this and they came out on the same with the same conclusion after, you know, a couple of years was that it's much better to be honest that you're a reseller. And a lot of times when you, you know, say you're a reseller or say you do consignment, it opens a door it would not have otherwise. Most people are very excited and open to that possibility. They, you know, have often said, oh, well, I have this. And, you know, if I was at a yard sale, brought me in the house or what do you think about this? Would this be something? So I haven't seen a negative really of, of opening that door and telling people what I'm doing. It's been a positive. Um, They're more open. And I'll tell you also another part to that is it gives you the option 
Like I'm very honest. Um, the woman I was just telling you that I took the business card to that had the friend that buys out, you know, I told her I'm a reseller and she was like, you know, I was looking at some stuff and said, what's the best you can do on this. And I, and I told her, I said, it's beautiful. And I think you'll sell it, but I, I would have to get it for blah, 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 because, you know, I look for, I have to earn some money off of it, right. you know, and if the, the market value for that right now isn't where I'm going to earn money. It's, you know, and it makes sense. She's like, I totally get it. I totally mm-hmm. get it. And I'll be honest with her because I'm like, you know, it. I knew she was going to sell this particular item. I was hoping I'd get a good deal and be able to sell it, but I wasn't going to, you know, make the kind of money I needed to at the price she had it at. And then I, you know, when I left her the card, I said, when this is all said and done, if you have items left over that you would like to let go of, please give me a call. Yeah. I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Tiffany, were you going to say something? I think in those situations, it's, it's good to, you know, be truthful, but I've run into some issues myself just with other buyers, like at a thrift store. Um, I've, mm. I've, I had my shopping cart at a thrift store filled with a bunch of towels, Easter towels. And someone's like, what are you going to do with all those towels? And I was like, I'm going to sell them. And they're like, well, that's just wrong. You know, and they just, it's, that was just another customer that was giving me a hard time, you know, so it's just, and I've heard other people have these problems, but mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? There, <laughs> there are some good articles because I did go through that um, trying to determine, you know, is it right or is it wrong? And there are some good articles, which I will share um, that I've read about why it's good for us to do what we're doing because there is so much. It's like I said to my husband, if you go to one of these bigger, well-known national thrift store groups, <laughs> mm-hmm. have you ever been in that thrift store where there's been no size mediums and women's? No, it doesn't matter as a reseller how many times you go in there and source if you're going to source that way and use those as a sourcing item, it doesn't matter how many times you go in there and how much you buy. There's so much. And they, I, there was a statistic and I'm sorry, I don't have it in my head because I wasn't, my brain wasn't ready for this particular part of the conversation, but there's a statistic still of a lot of these national thrift store change, how much they still send to the landfill. And it's disheartening to hear that. So if I can take my income and give it in and help support the programs that they are doing to employ people who need employment and clothe them and that kind of thing, right. and, and then also benefit from it, it's a win-win. So I don't yeah. I mean, There's I not a scarcity of items. There's and, not. I mean, the Goodwill bins are, are proof of that. Yeah. Like that's kind of the last stop before the landfill. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, there are people that feel that way, but they really need to do their research more, you know. Right. Um, so maybe I'll come up with that one line that we can we yeah. can start using to tell people if you do decide to go out and source things and you do have something come, here's what you say to them. You know, we'll create that for y'all. We got your back. Consignment chats. <laughs> do what? I would say check out consignment chats. Right. They have a Listen to consignment on that. I'd be interested to hear your feedback. Yes. Yes. You know, so go ahead, Tiffany. I'm sorry. I have, um, I have another, I, I don't know why I didn't think of this when we were making our list, but I have another place that I sourced that we didn't put on the list. And oh. I just thought I'd mention it because, you know, Libby said that her family goes to auctions. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I actually buy from online auctions um, to supplement my sales. So there's um, a couple different places that do online auctions on Facebook. And there's a local guy here that does it and he does it three nights a week. And I've watched that a lot and I've been on things and I've gotten stuff from him to resell. And I think that's great because like, you know, I, I prefer to shop online than to go into a store. <laughs> I'm just not the browse through a store kind of person like Molly is, but um, I've, so I've supplemented some of my inventory like that, just, you know, shopping online, online auctions. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Local to me. So I just go pick it up, but he will ship it to you too. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. So another one, when we did our um, C-Chat Spotlight with uh, QC Consigns, if y'all haven't watched that episode, what episode is that, ladies? Um, On Tiffany. What episode? (laughs) Tiffany will get us the episode. But anyway, they had a recommendation when I did their interview that we all were like, um, never thought of that. Do y'all remember what that was? Dry cleaners. (laughs) What a brilliant idea. They take their business cards to local dry cleaners because they said that if things don't get picked up, they only hold them for a certain amount of time. And then they find a place to donate those items. And it makes sense. I just never, never thought about it. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about when we were in the storefront and people would want to pick up their items when their consignment period was done, but they never picked them up. So we'd have all these boxes stacked in the back that we, you know, we'd end up doing charity sales with them. But I never thought about what does the dry cleaner do with the items that somebody doesn't pick up? Mm -hmm. Hello. What a great relationship to build. Different dry cleaners must have different time limits, too, because my local one over here. I literally took one of my son's suits up there to get it clean and then he didn't need it for a while. And then he lost a lot of weight. So he really didn't, couldn't even wear it anyway. I literally did not pick that thing up for two years. <laughs> and then I finally went and picked it up because I wanted to, I said I could sell it. Two years later, I went oh, and picked it up. Holy moly. Well, they must have a lot of storage space going on. Yeah. Up there. Yes. That's a big storage space. I don't think that most places hold it for two years. Like, I don't think. No, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But what a brilliant idea, I thought. When when they suggested that, I was just like, never, never thought of that. Mm -hmm. That's really great. You know, because otherwise they donate to charities. And speaking of charities... Yes. So um, another source is, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit what we did with Conchi Consignment. And uh, you can reach out to charities. Charities are always looking for ways to, you know, raise money. And you can have a program where you register that nonprofit, that charity as a consigner, and they get a percentage of all the sales. So for instance, I might say, Let's say, I don't know, what charity, Molly? What charity? JDRF. We're going to work with JDRF. And so I reach out to them. I get their tax ID. Um, If they are a nonprofit, you can do this in other ways. And I register them as a consigner. And I say to the organization here, um, you can have people donate their items to us, and we will give you and set a percentage of the sales. And it can just be an ongoing account. So people would bring us items for JDRF and we would consign them. And every month we would um, send JDRF money 
And um, it was just a great, I mean, you can do that with any number of charities and they're often very, very happy to do that. Now, think a little bit about, I always, and we're going to do an episode on fundraising and things like that. But um, one thing I've always been really big on is sustainable fundraising, right? I never like to ask a company for a donation. I need to make sure I'm giving back I've been on both sides of this issue, right? So, um, meaning that you can't, if you're starting up, you're most likely not in a position to give 100% of the proceeds to that charity on those items. Please make sure you're making it sustainable and something you can do long-term. You're paying selling fees, you're, you know, there's time to list the items. So think about that percentage. I mean, we do a higher percentage than we do with our normal consigners, but it still needs to be sustainable so I can continue to provide that service to those charities. Mm -hmm. So that's just a little something to think about when you're doing that. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a great thing. I mean, we have a lot of charities on Mm -hmm. the on our roster of charities yeah. and, <laughs> and a lot sometimes of you them, have somebody who just wants to donate and you can mm-hmm. just give them a list. Well, if you want to donate, why don't you pick a charity? Here's the list of charities that we represent and we'll put your earnings towards the, you know, to them. Mm-hmm. And that's so, been, that's been wonderful. That's yeah. been really yeah. wonderful. We've made some great connections that way. And, you know, we have people that would, you know, one time consign for themselves and one time, you know, maybe the next time the proceeds go to a charity that they, they've done both. Right. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So we talked about the thrift stores that, you know, a lot of people source there. You can also source other consignment shops, which I do some. I have a couple of local ones and the ladies there know I'm a reseller. Mm -hmm. And when they do big sales, I will go in and look and source some items from their big end of the season sale because storefronts have to do seasonal clothing. So they got to get that stuff out so they can get ready for the next season online. We don't go season to season. So Molly can take her little rear end into the consignment shop, get my shopping fix on and help them clear out their seasonal stuff, their off season stuff. So that's another idea. The other one um, is if you have any locally owned small businesses like boutiques, the little cute little boutiques that, you know, somebody in your neighborhood opened down the street. Talk to them about what you do. Because they too are going to have that where they're going to come to the end of a season of items. They're going to run their sales. What are they doing with those items when it's all said and done? Mm-hmm. And Tiffany's talked about that with the business she used to work at before um, helping that business owner with that sometimes and, and helping him sell off that inventory. So that's a great place. You got that business card, you know, build a relationship. Building relationships is so important. So important. So, and being That's honest awesome. with what you do. You what? So another thing that QC Consigns mentioned that when the pandemic hit and people, stores had to shut down, she went to them and she said, you know, I can sell for you online, you know, mm-hmm. for the stores that weren't set up to sell online. Right. Already. So, right. I mean, just going to your local small town stores or whatever it is that, you know, independent stores that you can help them out. And they might have excess inventory any time of the year, whatever mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. things that they'd like to get, rather to get something for it than nothing. <laughs> so right. yeah, I mean, if you approach it with you know positive positive attitude, and you know we provide this service, 
we, as a consignment, um, we provide this service. Is there anything, you know, that you think I might be able to help, help you with? And I personally work with a couple um, Amazon sellers and provide that service to them. So there are other online sellers that they have. They do a very large volume, but they have returns that need to be processed. They have things that all of a sudden they're gated in or they can no longer sell. So I process that inventory for them. That's great. Other online sellers are also, you know, a good source because we all do things a little differently. That's great. So I think our last thing to touch on, which is kind of new out there, and I know you ladies have dabbled a little bit in it, are the, there's new apps that are starting to be developed to help people like us. Mm -hmm. Do y'all want to talk about that? I know one that y'all have dabbled in is Flip. Yes, I think there is Flip. And the new one is, I believe, Swap, S-W-A-P. I I haven't really researched that one yet. Um, Tiffany and I both have videos up. Um, on our YouTube channel with the Flip app, which is F-L-Y-P. And um, basically we go through the process of getting a box. It's Flip is in, I would say, functions as a consignment intermediary. So it connects, cons- it connects consignment sellers with people that are, you know, ready to let their stuff go or consign it. And they ship you the inventory. I'm going to just... You know, it's it's new. They're working out a lot of bugs. I I don't know if it's the best place to start. I don't want to be I don't want to be overly negative, but you know, there are. I think it's probably easier with the ways we discussed to kind of look at that. Um, but if you're really struggling, um, you know, take a look at it. Take a look at the flip app and see if you can. You know, if there are items you're interested in. Tiffany, do you have anything to add about Flip? Or are you right on the same page there? No, I, I agree. It's, um, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try anything. I mean, if you want to try it, you know, try a box, um, mm-hmm. try it yourself. Uh, it's, it's, it's might be helpful if you're really desperate for inventory, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, I think there's easier ways to do it. Yeah. And it may change. I mean, like we said, they've just kind of started rolling this whole idea out. I think it's a brilliant idea, but as with anything new, there's always the time period of trying to really figure out what they're doing. So this could be a whole different conversation about this six months from now. <laughs> but I mean, as a consignment seller, I kind of look at it as they're solving a problem that the three of us don't have. And I think a lot of other consignment sellers don't have. And then that's getting inventory. So it doesn't really, you know, to go through all that trouble to solve a problem that we don't have or to look into that is maybe not the best use of time. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Final thoughts. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. So we've given you guys a lot of different ways to build your consigner base because that is very important. It is a consignment business that we're talking about. So you want to have a good consigner base. And we also threw in some fun ideas if you're a shopaholic crazy woman like I am to actually go out and physically source some items. So um, I hope these things help. I think they're great, but just remember Facebook business page, business card, that's important across the board. So you want to make sure you have that done for sure. And your terms, which we've talked about in episodes, you want to get those done. So um, I think that's great. I think a lot of people will enjoy that. So 
I want to hear what's going on in our community. Tiffany, what's happening over there? Well, we had a question recently from um, Catherine, who's one of, our, one of our community members. And these are the kind of things that, you know, that questions we get asked. And this is, I have my first consignment client for 2021. I already ran into a snag that I didn't even think about authenticating handbags slash shoes, etc. How do you handle that? I have a Dooney Burke bag and I can't find comps on it. I just, and because I'm seeing, I'm not seeing anything with the brass logo on the front. And she posted some pictures and she said, I just picked up the items and I'm sitting here eating lunch, researching accessories, working in my car. Go girl. <laughs> we have all worked in our car at some point doing something. Hustle. Yeah. Um, so we answered the question on our, in our group. And those are the kind of things that you should join our group to, to, uh, you know, so you can post your questions and see our answers. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great conversation and a lot of feedback that comes in with things like that. We have a lot of consigner businesses that give their input. So there's always good things to learn if you're in that group. Mm -hmm. All right. If you guys enjoyed hanging out with us, make sure you hit that subscribe, get, click that little button, go to consignmentchats.com where you can connect with all things that we are doing. Um, and until next time, ladies, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Tiffany, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talked about all things consignment. To learn more and keep chatting, find Consignment Chats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram.